Praise the Lord, everybody. You know, I uh, love you all and never uh, place just feels like home to us. We, our vehicle knows the direction to Newark. So when we, uh, just like home, like Parkersburg to us. And I want to say when we come in, the every time we come in, things are looking beautiful. Your foyer's looking so pretty. Everything's just looking absolutely amazing. And you all have something to be, I'm going to say, proud of. Amen. And I will say this, you would not have that, and you wouldn't have what you have here, and I wouldn't have what I have if it wasn't for the Showstrand family. They deserve all the honor that we could ever give them. From Pastor and Sister Showstrand to the to the girls to to Bishop and Sister Showstrand, we love you all. You all mean the world to my family. And I'm here today because of this family. And I'm indebted. You know, I Sister Marley, every she's our worship leader. She takes care of all of our music. And every single week, she always asks me along about Friday, maybe Saturday, Dad, what are you preaching Sunday? What are you preaching on? And I always tell her, go pray. I'm not telling you. Because I don't want her to get a scripture or get something that I'm going to preach about. That's something that the Lord's laid in my heart. I don't want her to go look through her iPad and pick out a song that fits. I want her to pray and I want the Holy Ghost to lead her and let the Holy Ghost do the picking. Amen? And so I always tell her, pray about it. And she just asked me just the other day, Dad, what are you preaching on Sunday? I said, none of your business. You have to wait till Sunday. Pray about it. This morning, I'm telling you, the songs that she sang got clear down to the end and I'm like, the Lord never ceases to amaze me. We was rolling up the road this evening and Sister Hunt said, my wife had said, what are you preaching on tonight? I said, I don't know. The Lord hasn't really spoke to me yet. And she goes, I'm a little worried. And I was praying before church here and the Lord had directed me. And then you all sang this, choir sang this song. And, and I knew that the Lord had directed me in the right direction. And you'll know when I get to the end of it why. But I want to talk to you for a little bit, preach a little bit about praise. I drove up here this morning with an ice pack on my, or this evening with an ice pack on my back, with a muscle laceration in my back. And I might not jump and run like I normally do, but I'm telling you, I'm going to praise God tonight. I'm going to praise Him tonight. Amen. Because my praise is grounded in respect and appreciation of the one. Uh, the reason why I praise him is simply because he is God. And when I praise him, it totally contradicts all of the chatter and all of the noise that's trying to enter into my life. 
So I want to tell someone tonight at the, on, at the onset of this service, if you came in here and you, you are worried, you are stressed, you are in fear, if you came here tonight and you're thinking, I don't think I can make it through this situation, and I know that there's folks in here like that tonight, you're thinking, I, I don't know if I can make it through it or not. I come to tell you, you can. All you've got to do is praise him. And your praise blocks all of the chatter and all of the noise that the enemy tries to bring in and bombard you with. And I want to say this, the same God that we know as our father and as our friend... The same God that we know as our comforter and our physician is also the king of the universe. He is also the king of all glory. He is also the, the God of all gods and the Lord of all lords. There is absolutely no one like no my God. Oh, why don't you clap your hands and throw your hands up in the air. Why don't we praise him one more time? Oh, Lord Jesus, we love you. We lift you up. We praise your name for you are King of kings. You are Lord of lords. We love you. We love you. We love you. Amen. I want to tell you there is absolutely no one like our God. We are so blessed to be able to walk into a house, to carry our Bible, not have to worry about somebody shooting at us or arresting us or, or, or being in fear uh, of worshiping God and have to keep the noise down so they don't hear it out there. I'm telling you, we are such a blessed people to walk into this house and to be able to throw our hands up and shout and to dance and lift His name up. Oh, we take it for granted sometimes. But the Lord said it this way. He said, I am God, and beside me there is none else. I got to thinking about this a while back. Beside me there is none. Which meant that God actually had to search through space. Think about that. He said, beside me there is none. So that meant that he searched the universe. That meant that he searched all through time and all through space. And when he was done searching through all of time and all of space, he said, for I am God alone. That is who we're worshiping tonight. It is the God who created everything with just a voice. He spoke it into existence with just a single voice. And that king that gives us the specific instructions on simply how to come into his presence. And that's what I want to talk about for a little bit. In Psalms chapter 100, verses 4 through 5. We've read it. We've sang about it. We've preached it. We've taught it. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth through all 
generations. I'm speaking to someone tonight. When it says enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. What that means is we enter into the gates of God's presence with thanksgiving. That what we should be doing is we should purposely be surveying the area around us of all of the wonderful things that God has already accomplished in our life. And what we ought to be saying when we come into his presence, as we enter into the gates, as we come into the courts, we ought to be surveying around us and saying, you know what? He did it back then for me. He brought me through it last month. If he healed me back then, honey, he can heal me right here. He can heal me right now. So when we come into the church, you might come in here tonight, dragon. You might have come in here tonight and said, boy, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to die in my dilemma. I came to tell you, no, you're not. Look around. He's done it before. My God's getting ready to do it again. If he did it before, he's going to do it again. Amen. Isaiah chapter 6 tells the story of a prophet who, who become a man. Uh, he, 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 his story of a prophet who, who said that the Lord was high and lifted up and his train filled the temple or the glory filled the temple. And, and it was then Isaiah said it clearly. In Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 5 he said, Woe is me for I am undone because I'm a man of unclean lips and dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Now listen to this. I, 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 want, you, I want you to really grasp this tonight. In the first five chapters uh, of Isaiah, he said, Woe is unto me six times. Six times in the first five chapters. He says, woe unto you like vineyards that have, that have not been tilled or planted and maintained. Woe unto you like houses that are, are broken down. And woe unto you who have lost God's favor. But when Isaiah was immersed in the presence of the Almighty God, his perspective changed. Just like you as you walk into the house. If we really walk into, the, if we really come in with thanksgiving and we survey around us, it will change our thinking just like Isaiah did here. He changed his presence and his presence realigned as he seen the greatness of what the God Almighty had reminded him that there was no God that was like him. Now all of a sudden, now listen to this. I want you to get this. His message completely shifted from woe unto you to woe unto me. Now all of a sudden, he says, I'm a man undone, a man of unclean lips. It is not by my hands I have sinned. It is not by my feet that I walked in places that I shouldn't walk. And then he says, he says, for it is mine lips from which I have sinned. For I have not declared the good goodness consistently enough. I came to tell you no matter what you're facing tonight, we need to come into this house and say, whoa Lord I'm on your side. You did it before. You're going to do it again. We have got to consistently praise Him. We have to consistently worship Him. I, I tell our people all the time, there's two times you worship God. And you ought to know that by now. 
There's two times. There's only two times that you need to worship God. It's when you feel like it and when you don't feel like it. That's exactly right. How many in here's got a breath? How many in here's got two hands you can clap or a foot you can stomp? Oh, honey, you're a praise-making machine. I don't care if you. I don't care if you can clap to a beat. I don't care if you can carry a tune, honey. You've got two hands. You got some instruments. You've got some lungs. You can make some noise. You can praise and worship His holy name. We must be more faithful, and we must be more consistent on a more consistent basis with our praise. That's right. Enter into his gates with praise. Enter into his, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We, you must make a clear distinction in your heart and in your mind. Your faithfulness is your hope. It is your victory of every defeat. We have got to have hope and faith and trust God. He is going to deliver. He is going to bring me out. Oh, come on, somebody. Is there somebody in here that's going to say, yes, I believe he is going to deliver me. He is going to bring me out. I'm going to praise him in advance. Your faith is not based on your feelings, but your faith is based on his faithfulness. That's exactly right. His faithfulness. His faithfulness. Our faith needs to be based on his Faithfulness, And I, I'm going I'm to give you a scripture here that's going to totally change your perspective on God. And it's in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13. Second, if you can bring that up, I'm sorry I didn't give you the scriptures because I didn't know exactly where I was going. And it says this. You got to highlight this in your Bible. You got to write this down. You got to memorize it. Put it on your refrigerator and remember it. If we believe not... How many in here ever goes through some situations and you're like, I just don't know if I, I, I just struggle with, is he going to help me? Is he going to bring me through it? Is he going to deliver me in my dilemma? Is he going to take care of me in my situation? Oh, we all, we all been there before. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. Yes. Oh, I tell you, some of you, you should have been standing and clapping and jumping and shouting. Because listen, it says he cannot deny himself. Deny. How many in here is Holy Ghost filled? Raise your hand. You got the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you. I've got, I've got a revelation for you that you don't have yet. And how I can tell you don't have it? Because you're not standing. You're not standing. I'll stand up. But listen. <laughs> Amen. Praise Stand God. Up right now. We've got it, don't we? I get it. We got it. I get it. If we believe not, you don't have the faith. You're like, I just I don't know that he's gonna deliver. I don't know that he's gonna take care of this situation this time. It's just too big for it's just too big for the one that created the universe. I just don't think he can do it this time. Okay? If you believe not. Yet he abideth faithful. Do you, let me tell you something. Even though you don't believe, he is still abiding faithful. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody. But this last one. <laughs> but this last one ought to really get you going. He cannot 
deny himself. I tell you what, you Holy Ghost filled saints, he's on the inside of you and he cannot deny you. He cannot deny you. Glory. He will not deny himself. Oh, your healing's coming. Because <laughs> he cannot deny himself. I tell you what. That one needs to go on your refrigerator. That one needs to go on your refrigerator. When you don't believe, he's he's still standing by your side. When I'm uncertain, he's still there with me. When I'm overwhelmed in my circumstances, God is still there. He cannot deny himself. My God, he is love. God is mercy. God knows all things. God is is omnipresent. He is present everywhere. In your dilemmas and your problems, when you're on top of the mountain, when you're in the valley, He is with you. My God exists. I want you to get this. God does not exist in time. But time exists in God. That's the one who cannot deny himself. (laughs) He has no right. He has no left. He has no front. He has no back. (laughs) You know why there's not three gods? I tell you why there's not three gods. There is no one that can divide God into three equal parts. Because if you could divide him into three equal parts, then I'm telling you, my God would be measurable. But my God has no end. He has no left to the right. (laughs) You see, God fills all space simultaneously. He is in you. He is in me. He is across the ocean right now. He is everywhere. There is no one like my God. We can't fathom God's love. You can be seated. You can be seated. We can't fathom God's love. Because we fathom love as a marriage of 70 years, 80 years. And we say, this is, this is true love. That's how we fathom love. We fathom faithfulness as a dog that follows us around and we can kick it and it still comes back. You animal lovers, don't get mad at me. Hallelujah. But that's what we, we consider that faithful. Oh, old, old Blue's faithful. He never leaves my side. I don't care. You can't get him to, you can't get him to say he's going to follow me anywhere. Old Blue will. Or we look at a... We look at somebody, we we look at a couple that's been married for 80 years. That's love. You see, nothing in this world that we see is eternal. No. Every bridge will rust and decay and go back to the earth. Every tree will rot and return back to dirt. You've never met anybody that's lived forever. There is nothing, nothing, nothing in this world that has existed forever. It's not going to. We're not programmed to. We're not programmed to understand eternally. But I'm telling you, we do not understand God's love. We do not understand His faithfulness. But He said, "I will not deny myself." I'm telling you, that is love for you. That is faithfulness for you. Yeah. Hebrews thirteen and five says, "Let your conversation be without." 
covetousness and, and be content with such things as, as ye have. For he hath said, I will never, never. leave thee nor forsake thee. You see God cannot disown his own interest. He cannot deny you and disown you. God cannot fail himself. God cannot act unlike himself. He cannot do that. He healing is who he is. Uh, Filling is who he is. That's who my God is. And, and, and I, I want to I tell you this, in every broken marriage, every single divorce proceeding, every single addiction, every single failure, every single sin, in every single mistake that you've ever made, in every single shadow, in every single ray of sun, yeah. in the darkness, in the confines, God is still God. And he has never left you. You might think that he's not there, but I'm telling you, he is right there beside of you. He will not leave you. God is in this house today. And I want to tell you, every prayer that you've ever prayed, every tear that you've ever cried, the Lord knows what it is because he's standing right there beside of you wiping tears and saying I love you Hey, just lean on me a little bit I'm going to be here for you I promise you I won't leave your side I'm going to stick by you I'm going to carry you through this situation I won't deny myself because I dwell inside of you Hallelujah! this is who my God is God's nature is faithful. He's not a liar. God is consistent. He's righteous. He's holy. He's good. He's merciful. He's love. He's compassion. He, he's consistent. He is holy in an unholy world. That's who my God is. He's righteous in an unrighteous world. That's who the God that we praise is. He's reliable. In an absolutely, positively unreliable society. Yes. And I want to tell you something. When you walk into the church week after week after week, you ought to look over your shoulder and you ought to survey the land. Some of y'all need to start thinking right now in your mind. You need to start surveying some situations that you've been brought out of. You need to start looking over your shoulder and seeing some seas that he's already parted for you. You need to look over your shoulder and see some mountains that he has moved out of your way for you. You know, sometimes we face something and we're like, my Lord, how in the world am I going to make it through this? Yeah. I can't. There is no way I can climb over top of this mountain. I'm going to die on this mountain and then all of the sudden we get on the other side of it and we look back and we're like that wasn't all that bad anybody ever been there anybody ever been there well I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna prove to you here in just a minute what I'm talking about let me let me jump down here I'm gonna skip down I'm getting close here Psalms 114 1 through 3 Psalms 114 verses 1 through 3 when Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob, from a people of strange language, strange language. Judah was his sanctuary, and Israel his dominion. I want to turn your attention here. The sea saw it and fled. Jordan was driven back. You see, when the sea saw God coming... Mm. The sea took off running. Off running. 
when the seas saw God coming, I'm talking about the God who cannot deny himself. That's right. I'm talking about the God that's living on the inside of you that said, I cannot deny my, he cannot deny you. I, and I'm telling you, when the sea saw him coming, the sea fled. The sea, the sea went back. And, and, and l- l- listen, it, it gets hard to say. It's overwhelming when you shift your frustrations into worship sometimes. Sometimes you come into the house of God just frustrated. You come in down. I came to tell you tonight, you need to survey the land around you. You need to get that frustration and that anger and that bitterness out of your heart. I'm telling you right now, that has to go for pure worship to come forth, for pure praise to come forth. That has all got to, you need to look around and say, my God has parted waters for me. Then it goes on down into verse 4. And this is my favorite part. It's my favorite part. Psalms 114 and verse 4. The mountains skip like rams. And the, and the little hills like lambs. Think about this. That's what happens when you praise God. The mountain that you said you was in front of you that seemed immovable, that I'm going to die in this. You get to the other side of it and you're like, that wasn't so bad at all. It wasn't you that brought yourself over it. It wasn't you that, that clumbed that mountain. It was God that said, hey, come on, why don't you just move like a little ram? And then when you hit a hiccup in the road, God's like, come on out of there. Come on, move, move on over, lamb. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm not going to deny myself in my dilemma today. I'm not going to deny myself. This person's been faithful, and I'm going to be faithful to them. I want us all to stand tonight. There's people that have walked in this house. I know. I know this. There's people that's walked in here, and you're facing mountains, health issues, family issues, monumental things. And you're sitting here today saying, I don't know if I can make it. I don't, this one might be it. This one might be the one that takes me. This one might be the one that, this one might be the one that buries me. Oh, I got news for you. Oh, you got the Lord on the inside. And he said, I, I cannot deny myself. I got news for you. It's time that you survey around you. You know, how many in here has got a mountain in your life? How many in here is facing a mountain? Hands all over the house. I tell you what you need to do tonight. You need to praise him. Because praise, when you start to praise God, it activates something. You got faith in God. And I, he's not going to deny himself. So I want to tell you tonight, your dilemmas, why don't you praise your way through that mountain? Why don't you praise your way through that mountain tonight? There might be someone in here that's... 
Maybe you've never had the Holy Ghost. You just don't know if you really got him on the inside. Come on up here. We're going to pray for you. Because you're going to get him tonight. If you don't have it, you can get it tonight. But I want to tell you tonight, as they're singing, I preached here many times. And you come to an altar the same way. I'm not faulting you in anything that you do. And I, I say this at home too. They come to an altar the same way. They'll get out of their seats and they'll just walk to an altar. But what would happen? What would happen if we entered his gates with thanksgiving? And into his courts <laughs> with praise. <laughs> oh, that mountain's up. That mountain's already moving. What I want you to do tonight, if you've got something going on, I want you to step out. But I don't want you to walk. I want you to come dancing. I want you to come with hands raised and clapping. I want you to come shouting because you've all. Surveyed the land, and the waters have already.